Enjoy. Drink Pepsi. <laughs> And welcome to Breaking the Battle 218, Volume 2. I'll get it right one of these days. I have Charles McFall, and I did a thing. If you enjoyed that last episode of 217, we did indeed make musical playlists that go along with it. Just search Breaking the Panel over on Spotify, and you will see uh, the tracks that go along with the recommendations we made on all those episodes. Uh, the men, the myths, and the legends, and you can fight amongst yourselves which one you are. Paul Klotz, Chris Wisdom, and Phil Keating. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. All right. So we just get, I never thought we'd talk sports as much as we ever have in these last couple of years. You guys, like you thought you you just bring it out of nowhere. And it's fan it's fandom and you love it. And I'm I'm good with it. Um, yeah, we're rebranding the show. To, to, we're going uh, to devote two segments every week to sports, sports and now. politics. Sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? Sure. It's your segment. Do what you want with it. Uh, speaking of, I believe this is the Chris Wisdom section where we threw a whole bunch of good ideas at him. Like, yeah, whatever. Toys or something. I don't know. We'll get to it. Uh, so Chris, have you, you landed? Threw like, you, you threw like one idea at me. And that was two. That, that two. was in there before you threw the idea. Do you see? Do you DC, bro? That's uh, two. I, hold two on. Ideas. Why are we throwing ideas to Chris for his own? It's been up for two weeks, right? I, I can't. I'm not. I don't. I don't know. All right. Oh, you so you don't have the internet. Got I, it. Yeah. I just, I, you don't have a brain I, about things you like. Got I, it. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, so toys or something, Phil. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> T- toys are <laughs> dope, man. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Okay, so um, listen to seriously, the guys. Seriously, toys. Listen to guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seriously, bro. <laughs> listen to you guys over at Toy Power. Um, there was a kind of interesting question. Uh, you could call it the toys that made you. Um, it kind of goes back to the things that we've talked about. What what you grew up with, and I don't necessarily want to know like just specifically what your go-to toy line is, but you can definitely go that route. Um, but if you're going to give me that, I also want to know what your favorite toy was. Mm. So like, I'll go first for me, hands down forever will be superpower. Kenner superpower, Superman. Um, I don't, I don't know why that's, that's the one. That's just the one that has always been when I think toys, it's the first one that comes to my mind. Um, especially action figures. Again, it probably helps that I'm a Superman nut. Um, but then when you start talking toy lines, um, it's got, it's probably mask. Uh, you know, I went back and forth when I was a kid, which, which lines I like the best. I had far more GI Joe toys than anything. I played with GI Joe longer, um, more consistently, but mask always had that imagination as I've grown older. Like I've got a better appreciation for transformers, but, um, you know, mask is that nice middle ground between the two. But so I, I guess I'm interested in what you guys grew up with toss out the whys if you want um but what really where did you what influenced you toy wise when you were younger where were your uh, your loves if you will for me it was uh the spaceships i i i had an infatuation with um a lot of the early star wars lines of of the spaceships <clears throat> I remember getting passed down 
from my eldest cousin, uh, the B-Wing, the original B-Wing fighter jet, which had no wings (laughs) uh, because they were apparently either detachable or he broke them. But... (laughs) But I, I love that, and it really kickstarted my love for uh, the Snowspeeder and the A-Wing. Those are my two favorite Star Wars vehicles. Um, so when the Kenner line in the 90s came out, right, that was Kenner? Who? No, who who ran the line? It was a Mattel in the 90s that did, yeah, took over the Star it, Wars? I think Kenner died in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. So, so Mattel took over the 90s, and we started getting all these fucking spaceships again right from from the star wars line not only on full scale you know with the action figures but we're talking micro machines mm-hmm. or just um quarter scales of these ships and i could have this a-wing in my hand that that i was i was in a dream but i think most of all the thing that i really hark back to is you know i can go ghostbuster line i can go um, the turtles line because I had the technodrome and, and, and the, 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 the firehouse and all that. And I, I really enjoyed all the time I had with those, the toy biz X-Men line. I enjoyed so much because the cartoon was hitting right then. I could have these really weird sculpt X-Men with them. I think Wolverine came with a gun. <laughs> which I, I don't know why, but okay. I almost remember he had retractable claws to a point and then he came with a gun, uh, which never made sense to me, but there it is. Uh, and then also the Spider-Man line as well, right? When that Spider-Man cartoon was hitting, you know, I, I had a buddy who had all of them and thrived off that and i wanted that collection so bad so it was like hey can i uh let me let me let me borrow that real quick huh? and his mother was like yeah no 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 we'll leave that here but i can see that squint in your eyes <laughs> so those 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 toy lines really meant a lot to me but the one that i dove in the deepest was the mighty Morphin power rangers line completely the deepest <laughs> the deepest <laughs> i'm talking there's one still up in dark places in you is that what you're no, talking no, about? no 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 okay. no no because I, I i i passed those on off to to younger cousins but i went the deepest like i went past the movie and still bought characters past the movie like lord zed i had a a, a belt buckle that had all the different chips in it so i could uh you know, play my my favorite Power Ranger. I had the weapons, uh, so Tommy's whistle, the dagger. I had all of that. I had all of it. And looking back now was pretty silly, uh, but also looking back now, it's just like, well, shit. I know this little child I have is going to want all of that. <laughs> And I know I can't hunt it down. <laughs> hey, hey, cuz, remember when I gave you that thing uh, 25 years ago? <laughs> I, I need that back now. Like, that's not an option. All of His parents probably threw that all away. <laughs> but that's... those those were the toy lines I was kind of uh, jiving on back then. Yeah, it's, you know, it's I ran into that, that issue, that exact issue where it comes to Mask because I showed him that cartoon. Because the, the, the initial reason that I showed him Mask was just for the, the theme song, which... 
for me of all time top two cartoon theme songs it's mask and ducktales and i cannot come off of those two mask but uh, <laughs> um but so then he got into the cartoon he's like oh these these are cool do they make toys of these i'm like not anymore but i, I got some you want to check them out and then like seeing him play with them and fall in love with them i was like oh shit and so then that was a good couple of years of getting on the ebay and overspending on toys that i've already had once yeah it's you know, <laughs> like we went we went down season one of power rangers and like he knew i had power ranger toys and like he spent more time not watching the show but asking me do you have that toy daddy and I'm like, uh i did it's like cool did you have that guy daddy and i was like all right if we're just doing this i we're turning this off <laughs> what about you paul uh for me uh because you know I, you know, grew up in the late 80s, early 90s. So I had the, I had literally all of the first generation of Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. uh, my sister is 12 years older than me. And so she was like a teenager when I was little. And so she often influenced my parents to get me the cool stuff because she was in the know. She was like, oh, this is what people like. So she would be like, oh, you should get him every single first generation you know ninja turtle action figure and she would hunt them down and then make my dad pay for them uh so wow, basically yeah i had all of the original run there um and then you know intermittently over the next couple of years i'd get more uh gi joe of course because chris i think we're pretty close to each other in age mm -hmm. and so like gi joe was kind of like the first of all the vehicles i didn't ever owned a lot of them i had like one plane i had the raptor before it was actually a re when it was i had the the joe raptor that was at the time just a concept vehicle in real life like they <laughs> hadn't started producing them yet um because it, it completely blew my mind a couple years later when I saw an actual airplane in real life that had the exact same silhouette as my toy did. Uh, but yeah, like G.I. Joe, I always felt like G.I. Joe was like the filler toy because like I think they were priced appropriately to be like good stocking stuffers and stuff like that, the individual figures. Mm -hmm. and But man, like growing up, like I loved those vehicles. Like I loved hanging out with my friends who had the G.I. Joe vehicles. Um I like, I obviously I like the Ninja Turtles stuff. I had the turtle van myself. Uh, I'll never forget how jealous I was in kindergarten when uh, one of the, like the rich kid in our class had the blimp mm. and he brought it into show and tell. Mm. And all of us were just like, oh, like we, the Holy grail was in the room with us. And we were all just like, what? <laughs> uh but one of the like you know the, i know trent loves this line uh from toy power but dino riders mm -hmm. uh, dino riders was like take dinosaurs and strap lasers and armor to them and have little weird alien people controlling them and little me was like that is the coolest thing that has ever happened i'm so like, upset that i missed dino riders <laughs> yeah. well, and, you know, I, I really am like it, it fucking boggles me how that didn't hit me because I was getting hit with everyone, everything else during that time period. And somehow I, Dino Riders miss me. I think honestly, part of it is because I think you're two years younger than me. So you probably just barely missed it when it was at its peak. 
like being the appropriate age for it. Yeah. But the the other thing is I think they were relatively scarce because they were like super popular for a little while and then they were hard to find. It was a limit. It was a shorter run too and there wasn't yeah. a whole lot of media exposure going along with it. And I would have eaten the shit out of that. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna say it was cool. Yeah, it was good stuff. Oh, uh, and I'll never forget, like I loved the Raptors because there were there are a couple of them. Uh, but I'll never forget my dad and I went to Toys R Us and we were looking at toys and he saw the T-Rex and he's just like, We're getting this. And we brought it home and it took us like two hours. At least my little kid brain thought it was two hours. It was probably three or four. Because <laughs> he he cursed a lot. I remember that too. <laughs> Uh, but you know, we put it together together. It, it's one of my, one of the few memories from that early stage of my childhood that I remember vividly is just sitting in the living room with him and just putting together that T-Rex with all the armor and everything that so went with dope. it. It was so cool. And I love, I had, I played with that T-Rex into my teens. Like it, it was completely butchered. Like the tail had snapped off and it had been through hell and back, but it was such a cool, I mean, and it was huge. Like the T-Rex was like really big, physically huge. Um, and it, what was awesome about that line was, the dinosaurs with it all i mean because the armor got lost after a while like the the armor was pretty fragile that was the thing about toys in the 80s and 90s like they didn't hold up so well like toys nowadays are so much more durable i think uh and they're designed with like the fact that they're going to get played with in mind well, the funko pops can't break <laughs> but um like so all the armor was long gone but the the dinosaurs i still had so i continued to play with them for years and when jurassic park hit mm. I I had a few of the Jurassic Park toys. I really wanted the uh, the compound base. I I remember the Christmas I asked for that. I put it on my Christmas list. I put it at the very top. You know, little kids don't understand money, so I was like twenty items on my list at the very top though, and I circled it. I was like JP compound whatever it was, um, and I wanted it so bad. And like, oh my god. You know, I, I come from my parents had split, but um, at this point, I was li- we were living with my stepmom, so I had like two Christmases going on. Well, and- I thought you meant like your parents ditched you. <laughs> <laughs> they both went out for cigarettes. <laughs> so there, there, there was a level of coordination in the gifting, right? Because they would basically like take my list and they'd be like, "All right, why don't you get these couple things off the list?" So after I opened all my gifts at home. I didn't have the compound and I was like, well, I think I made it pretty clear that this was like the most important thing on my list. This shall uh, not stand. So, uh, you know, then that weekend I went to, to be with my mom and my mom's family for our Christmas over there. And I remember ripping the, the wrapping paper off a box and it had like jungle motif on the side of it. And I opened it up all the way and it was not a Jurassic park figure or anything at all. It was Sunday it was socks. A- no, it was a dinosaur related. I think it was like a mega block dinosaur. <laughs> and I was so like, they're like, oh, you don't like it? And I was like, no, I do. But, how, you know, how did like eight year old me explain to them that in my head, this was the thing that I had been waiting for all season. And then it wasn't. I was so crestfallen. Uh, but yeah, like, so um, the, the Dino Riders continue to get play all the way through the JP era. Um so that that was cool but i'll tell you philip you mentioned power rangers i lived in the country when power rangers came out and i I would go hang out with my mom on the weekend sometimes and i remember we didn't have fox at my house 
So I remember when they showed the first trailers for Dino, for not Dino Riders, sorry, Power Rangers, and I was like, ninjas and robot dinosaurs, ninjas and robot dinosaurs. This is amazing. And uh, not getting to watch it when it was coming out and stuff. And I wanted the toy so bad, but I, we didn't have the, sh- like, I couldn't watch the show in the house very often. Like we'd find it every once in a while on yeah. the satellite dish. And so like, I just never ended up getting any of the toys for power Rangers and I wanted them so bad. Uh, I used to spend my summer uh, a month, every summer with my grandmother in Lynn, Massachusetts, which is a suburb of Boston. And one of the kids that lived around the block had everything but he was miserly because his parents were like if you let those neighborhood kids fuck up your uh-huh, power rangers uh-huh. we're not rebuying them so he wouldn't he would take them out and like show them to us and we'd be like give Ooh. and they'd be like no and he'd take it back inside so we knew he had them we had seen them but he wouldn't let us touch them yeah Breaking the Panel is made possible by you and other listeners just as awesome as you are. If you want to support the show and get a little something in return, just go to patreon.com slash breaking the panel because we do appreciate the help. No, it's funny because when I was younger, you know, I grew up in Jersey and then uh, I think it was around kindergarten. We moved up to Maine and we were waiting for a house to be built and the rental house that we were having at the moment, the first thing I did was went into the basement for some reason, because I'm a child, you know, I'm in pre-K and I don't know what I'm doing. But what I did understand is that there was a complete Eternia playset down in that basement. Tracks, everything, Spider Mountains, right? And I brought it upstairs right away and there was was like a a box full of figures in the wet as well. And I was like, we 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 moved into Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like I have a cloud nine right now. And I was like, Dad, Dad, look, look, and 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 Gray School is down there, and he's like, But that's not yours. That's that's the owner's, and you have to put all that back down there and never touch it ever again. Oh, and I was just oh like, no! But 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 uh, a turning on and and the oh. the the lion, and that's oh. literally my like my first memory of having toys. <laughs> was that disappointment of being like, I have grade school and I have Eternia and I am not allowed to touch them because some 45 year old dude who lives up in Maine doesn't want me, a five or six year old child, to play with it. So, but, but what you were saying, like G.I. Joe's, man, like that was my jam on the beach, right? You would bring mm-hmm. your, your vehicles and your rubber band boys down on the beach yep. and just mm. have a good time, man. What, what about you? Well, I mean, it's what Iron Banks and Tin Toys. Okay, so How we can move on hoop, a little bit. To... Hoop, hoop and stick. <laughs> Did you make your own hoop and stick, Chuck? I had Shelly and Sandy to play with. That was about <laughs> it. Um, Paddle ball was an inv- were innovation. Were those two to Charles. of your three seashells, Chuck? <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, so he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> he, he uses two like an idiot. Uh, I had GI Joe, and I had, had uh, Star Wars. Kinder going out of business was the best thing that ever happened to me because my dad could get figures for like 25 cents and 50 cents and he would go buy all the figures he could find at roses or whatever department store that didn't exist anymore holy shit you just took a shot straight out of the bottle phil 
This is an intervention, my friend. What the hell, man? This it's, pu- it's purely. It's, it's, oh, it's purely it looked like, Jim, it looked like Jim Bean when you tipped it up. It looked like right. you're Jack Daniels or something. Straight it's up. not sweet, though, Phil, and that's his problem. That's why you yeah. need the intervention. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought for sure it was Jack Daniels or something. All right. My bad. Listen, if, 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 I, if my diabetes doesn't flare up from New York when Philip drinks it in pennsylvania charles the native georgian is not happy no you know uh, <laughs> somebody drinking sweet tea what the f- oh uh, but no nah, you're making comments uh chris in the chat room like you grew up poor like charles like well you're not wrong uh you voltron man i was like i want Volt. never got to have a voltron never got to- i got to play my friends he-man characters uh that was about it and they were marginally too i got to- I said, some gi joe you're that kid that was like, oh, Optimus Prime looks cool. Here's yeah. your GoBots. Oh, no, yes. Yeah. I had the GoBots, man. I had the little rocks. It's, oh, my God. No, yes. he oh. had no bots. No yes. <laughs> Which is the, the C tier. Um, you know, remember my buddy? You remember my buddy? My oh, yeah. Buddy? Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I never had buddy. one of those either. He never had one of those that. either. No, yeah. But I love that, that song. I grew up without a buddy. Is this the segment where Charles goes, do you remember these popular toys? Yeah, I didn't have that either. Yeah, yeah. this is that segment all the way. But he's, but he's one up on Charlie Brown because all Charlie Brown ever had was the rock. Charles had these snakes. <laughs> yeah, see, Charles didn't understand what the fuss about G.I. Joe was like. Cobra. I got Cobra I got at cobras. home. I got Cobras for days. <laughs> He'd do the voice too. Oh, yeah. I guarantee it. He'd be in the backyard. I'm Cobra Commander. <laughs> Cobra. Uh, la, 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 la. Um, <laughs> no, my, the prize position I did have. <laughs> uh, I had the triple T tank with Sergeant Slaughter. My grandmother. Oh. My grandmother basically told my mom to take a hike. She was going to get me whatever the hell I wanted, and I wanted that with all my heart. And it, at the time, then late '80s. It was like fifty damn dollars. It was stupid expensive for a toy, and my grandma got it, and I I kept that. Actually, I think it is actually in my dad's closet where he keeps all the toys that I grew up with. Right now, we had a Millennium Falcon. Well, we had a Millennium Falcon that I got to look at. And my dad played with all the damn time. <laughs> but um, yeah, now it's mostly Star Wars and GI Joe and some of the stuff y'all talked about. But uh, oh, but Paul with your your Jurassic Park one. I, I get the heartbreak, right? Because I was like, I we're having Christmas at my grandparents. It's very, very rare that we did Christmas at my grandparents. And um, I knew, okay, they will spoil me. They'll do whatever I want. So I'm like, I listed all these Transformers out. I knew I was going to get Transformers. And I told this before. Uh, Christmas Eve, you get that one, one present. And I saw this box. I knew it was going to be Transformers. And when I opened it, it was Sunday socks. It was black socks. Oh, no, I was brokenhearted. I, didn't get a, I got a Transformer the next day, though. Can you guess which one I got? What's one of the shittiest Transformers out no, there? No, I know. You've, you've told you me know, before. Yeah. yeah. Rodimus Prime is who I got. No. I got Rodimus Prime. Whoa. With, with Whoa. the trailer opened up but, and he had the gun. Yeah, yeah. Let's settle down because I loved me some Rodimus Prime. Really? I yeah, I did love me some Rodimus Prime. I wanted Optimus, god damn it. I, I didn't, dude was uh, dead dude was dead if you got rodimus uh, prime that means he was dead at the time he was but it's not the yeah boy. you should like winners you should like winners not ones that died you he came like back winner. you bitch shut up <laughs> uh but then the other one was jurassic park i was 
16 roughly when that came out and i'm like i'm with you man i don't care what age you are i was like i'm all in Jurassic park's amazing i love Jurassic park my sister who's three years younger than me so old enough to know better went to the dollar tree and got me children's placemat dinosaur mats for the table because i like Jurassic park i'm like oh i'm not four and this isn't Jurassic Park. This is like generic Stegosaurus bullshit. What is this? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Six, 16 by age. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so so now uh, we've we've gone down we've gone down memory lane. Now let's talk about with all these toys getting new re-releases. Well, yeah, and you fight. use up your thirty minutes, man. That hasn't it hasn't been thirty minutes. It's that hasn't been no, no, and we use forty five for the last one. We can That's use your fault time. too. No, 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 no. You you don't you don't lead well. It's your fault. You lost control. <laughs> 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 so no but so i gi gi joe star wars like these are two lines let's talk about those specifically so gi joe is coming out with six inch figures this new classified line right arguably gi joe real american hero line would be nowhere near as big as it was had it not been for the vehicles and bases the plethora of vehicles and bases right yeah a six inch marvel legends-esque star wars black series six inch figure is going for twenty dollars a figure right that's basic MR msrp Mm-hmm. Only going up each year as we, we progress. Yep. A, how do you make vehicles and play sets in in that size? And B, how do you bring them in that's not, you know, a hundred dollars for a three figure vehicle, let alone when you're talking about the hovercraft or you know, like I'm not even talking about the flag. Um, well, you know, Star Wars, we've seen them the sail barge, they had to yeah. basically kickstart that. Yeah, the, the thing is, we kind of talked about this in the past. The toy market, at least in this line in particular that you're talking about, this isn't really marketed towards kids. This no. is this is going for us. Like, right. we're the we're the target demo, especially a six inch line because not because that was always the issue. Like, GI Joe were awesome, and what was great about them at the time when we were little is that you could get a whole bunch of them and it was easy to play with them because they were small and they were flexible and you could pose them any which way you wanted. And I don't think they were very expensive back in the day, if I recall correctly. Like they were pretty easy yeah, like to four or five bucks yeah i mean right you yeah. could supplement the collection pretty easily or you could replace it or whatever um you know because in, invariably people's legs rubber band snapped off uh but like i just i really feel like this line is it, it doesn't need the vehicles if they can make a vehicle that's cool but it what really matters is getting detailed renditions of these classic characters that our generation loves that are somewhat posable you know somewhat articulated and and just recapturing that magic i know the toy groups that i'm in on facebook and stuff i'm not actively collecting any action figures right now like i haven't bought a marvel legend and i don't even know how long you get a chip for that (laughs) (laughs) well he sure doesn't Uh, get a he sure doesn't get a thanos head no oh no it's apocalypse apocalypse but, oh, fuck you i'm triggered that, fuck you i'm triggered the full bath is going for like 140 dollars right now it would be gone if i had the full thing i would have sold it a long time ago anyways the point is um yeah like it, they just went nuts like when that got announced at toy fair they went nuts and they, they were all like i'm pre-ordering snake eyes like I, first of all yeah that was everybody was like i'm getting snake eyes and then they started you know looking at the other characters and the toy collecting community can be pretty critical uh like the the new dc line from mcfarlane is getting a lot of like it well deserved 
well deserved <laughs> well yeah some yes. people are loving it some people are hating it it's kind of all over the place it's not nearly as bad as the mattel stuff in my opinion uh but then the um marvel legends is always getting flat because people are unhappy with what they select and everything so it can be a tough crowd to market to but like gi joe like the moment they were like we're doing six inch people went nuts so, so i mean yeah. you, you're, you're not you're not wrong on the initial right the initial reaction like everybody's like oh shit gi joe six inch that's cool but then two things happen a the color scheme became a, a, a pretty vicious point of contention um okay. now what i've seen like people that actually have the figures and have shown them um in fact there was just a review that somebody had done uh, on the latest episode of toy power uh praising it pretty well like they're, they're they essentially said you know once you have the 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 toys in your hand, the color scheme isn't as bad as what the, the pictures are showing. Mm -hmm. um, so apparently the overproduced pictures that were to the detriment of the toy line. Um, but the weapons are a problem because now we're in a day of heightened whatever, whatever it is. It's essentially saying that we can't have these implements of war issued to children, right? Mm -hmm. So now they've got funky laser rifles instead of accurate replicas of weapons that G.I. Joe was known for yeah um and and again like i don't think toy lines would be as successful today especially ones that have vehicles and playsets had gi joe not been there as a precursor star wars did it a little bit but not to the degree of 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 gi joe and gi joe i mean they ran the gamut from single you know mm -hmm. uh single figure vehicles all the way up to complete bases um it's as a gi joe collector um, and as a GI Joe fan, like if you only give me characters, you 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 are only capturing. You're you're not. I don't know that you're capturing more than a, a quarter of the fandom with that. You know, because you got to think about pivotal characters too that don't come without vehicles. Mm. You know what I mean? Like you're not gonna get if you just give me Cutter, but you don't give me the whale. There's yeah. a problem there. If you don't if you don't give me. Uh, if you just give me, was it snow job or blizzard snow job? Uh, no. Yeah. I think snow job with, with the, the, the cat that there's the problem, you know, what, what's well, up, Phil? Nope. I, nope. Got, okay. I, I was like, you're going to say something. So. No, I had a snow job joke, but we're going to doesn't do those anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And you wonder why, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I think, the the big thing context kind of matters here too obviously it was a completely different era originally when gi joe was at its prime mm -hmm. you know because it was just like all of a sudden like middle class families everywhere were like we're just gonna shower our kids with toys like we have no problem setting money on fire and the kids of today we talked about this recently a couple of months ago i think kids of today are not like they're kind of more concerned with like video games and like being on their tablet or their phone or whatever they might digital device they have, they don't necessarily need toys. I, I know my friend's 11 year old, we have bought him toys over the years. Like we're, we go to, the, you know, it's birthday or Christmas time. And we're like, all right, what are we going to get him? And like, we find something dope and we give it to him. And he's just like, Oh, thanks. And he plays with it for a couple days and then it goes in the pile and I'd never see him play with it again. Mm -hmm. And, but he will play the same video games for years. Mm -hmm. He will, you know what I mean? He'll obsess about that. And it's like, it, it's very clear 
that because games are so high fidelity now and the, and the experiences are so deep, it has completely supplanted what was distracting us when we were kids, which was these TV shows. Because I think a lot of it is the it's the imagination, the imaginative play, right? It's like we didn't have a lot of stuff that could stimulate our imagination like those toy lines could because they were so extensive and like just you're talking about gi i mean if you remember there were dozens of joes in cobra like hundreds yeah hundred yeah <laughs> and and you know when you watch something like the toys that made us you get to go back in time you get to see that they're like yeah we were throwing everything at the wall just to see what would stick what would get bought and then we'd be like all right so that worked and this worked so now we'll make a character that combines those two things <laughs> so now we have a, a scuba dude that's also a ninja you know it just like that was the whole thing is it, it was kind of a completely different culture it was a completely different vibe right well so and I, so i guess then to build on that like and, and i fully agree with you like gi joe six inch line is not to capture youth market it's to capture mm -hmm. us but then again, if you're not going to capture us at the vehicle level, you're only capturing a quarter of that nostalgia in it. And if you can't capture me at that vehicle level for anything less, you know, than a hundred dollars, mm -hmm. then there becomes a problem because now I'm having to decide between $20 figures or hundred dollar plus vehicles. And at a certain point, like, I think, I think that line will definitely feel the weight of itself a lot earlier than other lines will. Um, I mean, even even when you're talking the Black Series Star Wars figures, they're not doing those vehicles on the six-inch scale. Yeah. They're doing them few and far between, but they're doing them in the three three-quarter-inch series. Yeah, uh, it just it's it's tough. Yeah, I don't. Like, I, I don't. I think they're basically. I think they're going to look to do a smaller line where they release some figures and waves from time to time, but they're, I don't think they're going to be able to keep up with say the Black Series or the Marvel Legends release schedule. I don't think they want to. I don't think that's the strategy. And I, I think that would be a bad play. There's a lot of people who talk about fatigue with black series and, and legends, for example, mm -hmm. especially when you start talking about bath fatigue, where you're like, I have to buy all six or seven of these figures every time they come out in a new wave in order to get the bath figure. And it, it just, it's a thing that kind of, it wears on people and it wears on your pocketbook. Like when you're talking about $20 a figure, it's it gets grueling man especially every time you know trade show season comes around and you see about a hundred figures you want yep. not to mention all the competition from other lines like the NECA stuff that is incredible replications of what we had when we were younger arguably better because it's like it's completely you know almost all of those lines are complete homage to the old stuff but fine-tuned up to mm -hmm. modern standards uh you know stuff like that it's like it, it's just i don't think you need and but i think NECA is a good example They've done some pretty extensive lines there, but they're not they're not worried about like, for example, the the Predator or the Alien lines that NECA's done. They're not looking to replicate everything that uh what was it, Kenner? Yeah, right. I think it was that Kenner did. They're not making all the same vehicles and everything necessarily, but they are trying to capture you know, some of the the spirit of what was in that line and and also capture stuff that was in the movies and such. And, and so yeah, I think there's room in there. I just think you can't expect it to be the same as what it once was because that's the other thing is like who who's really going out to buy a, a gajillion vehicles even if they're a hardcore collector like well no so and i guess two things in there like i wonder if like gi joe isn't you, you quit coughing at me charles i wonder if gi joe is the opportunity to to move to to a bav model and mm -hmm. do a build build a vehicle so say you offer five vehicles in a line mm -hmm. and you get a piece of another like that's to me that's how you do the flag 
Like yeah. you offer me a hunk of plastic in in five, five <laughs> over six to, waves. To, to, yeah, to, to, to get to get to get the, the get the flag, and then two years later, you just offer the flag by itself, and then yeah. I'm like, motherfucker. And the, yeah, and then, well, <laughs> that and and then uh, like you know, they invariably put like the command tower in with uh, like stealth form storm yeah. shadow and the one in 30 chase yeah, yeah there's yeah. a run on that figure and you can never find it and yeah and yeah. so all these people have a flag with no <laughs> no, no command tower, tower. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no it's uh i don't know man it's uh it's an interesting question oh, um charles yes you're He's looking at me with your dead eyes <laughs> I'm making comments not, on Facebook not, about you, They're boys. not rolling over like a doll's so. eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, what's the humble hit for tonight? So the humble hit for tonight is the 10th anniversary indie bundle. We talked about this last week. We're going to talk about it again. There's some other new exciting bundles. Uh, we'll talk about those in the other two segments, so make sure you catch those. But... The 10th anniversary bundle is a decently priced indie bundle. It may not be for everyone because it does have some repeat titles that have been in past bundles. It also has some very prominent games that you might have picked up just straight up. Uh, but the $1 tier has Hotline Miami and Beat Cop and Dust Forest DX and some coloring pages, which people hate. <laughs> uh, the Beat the Average is down to $6 and change. You get Moonlighter and Gato Roboto and Downwell, and you also get... Oh, Downwell is the big reveal. That wasn't uh, that wasn't revealed before, like, what that title was going to be. Uh, you also get a 25% off coupon for the Moonlighter Between Dimensions DLC. That might sound like a kind of a gimmick, but it brings it down to, like, five bucks and change. It's not a bad deal. Uh, so, like, you could, you could get this bundle, grab Moonlighter, try it out, be like, oh, I like it, and I definitely want that DLC. And then the $15 or more gets you Starbound and Hypnospace Outlaw. And I'll be honest with you, Starbound is 100% worth the $15 for the whole bundle if you don't have it yet. It's a fun game. Uh, it is fortunately a game that can be put down. Like you can play through it, play through the story, and just be like, yeah, I'm good. Or you could play it for hundreds of hours like Nicole and I did. So check out that bundle. Uh, as always, if you use our link, you help support the show. It is their 10th anniversary bundle. Humble's been around for 10 years, been giving us great deals on Steam games, and even, you know, they've grown. Uh, they're, they're now offering, like, tons of stuff all the time. As a matter of fact, it's getting a little bit uh, abusive. There's just so many good bundles lately. Uh, so, yeah, check that out, and uh, we'll talk about the new stuff in the next two segments. That is awesome, man, and I always appreciate you bringing the, the humble hit to uh, tell us about the new things. Like you said, the links are in our show notes everywhere you can find them. Uh, websites, gsq.net slash breaking the panel. Well, giantsizeteamup.com slash breaking the panel if you're going to type it out. And anchor.fm. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes. I fixed Apple Podcasts this week because they're stupid and I hate them, but you know what? People still use it for whatever reason. So, yeah, we'll catch you on the next download. And if you're live, stick around. We'll be back right after the break. Breaking the Panel is the flagship podcast on the Giant Size Team-Up Network. You can support the show at patreon.com slash breaking the panel. And you'll find more of our amazing podcasts at giantsizeteamup.com. <laughs>